Shabbos Daf Nindal was starting 11 lines from the bottom of the Gemara Bay. Zechariah Yates and Levuvin, we said in Mishnah, a male ram could go out Levuvin. My Levuvin, what is Levuvin? I'm Rabbuna Tutri. It means that you tie two rams together in order to protect them that they shouldn't run away. May Mash, but how Levuvin listen to Kruvin? Who? How do you see that Lush and Levuvin means to be close? To Chsiv, Libavtani, Achaisi Kala, that we were close, my sister, my bride, which is in Shir Hashim. Ula Ama, or Shakashwan Kanegli. What it's referring to is that the latter go out with this piece of leather that was tied near the heart, which was that wolves shouldn't go and attack them, and it was a protection against um, being bitten and eaten, um, consumed by his ave. So the Gemara says, why is it only by a male if that's the case? And the cave is the don't go and attack any female um, rams. The Gemara says, since they walk at the head of the flock, therefore it's much more on a zacha. Zeev only attacks at the front. It doesn't go in the back of the pack. Because the zacha is much fatter and therefore this Zeev wants that. Are there no ewes that are fat? Does the, does the wolf really know the difference between the males and the females? Because the males walk with their noses held up and they walk while looking from side to side and therefore like Rashi says they think that the rams want to attack them and that's why the Zeev will attack first. It really was a piece of leather that was tied by the ram by the Zachris. And the reason was that they shouldn't go and have relations with the females and they should become pregnant. The Gemara says, How do we know that that's true? Because at the safe it says that the females, the youths, could go out when they're And what is this? Because we put the tails up upwards in order to show their makam hanakvis kadesh yalan zechar and there it's order that the males should have relationship with them and therefore reisha kadesh yalan kevus it must be talking about a similar type of thing but the reisha is talking that the zacher is tied in a way that it shouldn't go and have any relationship with the kevus and the sefer kadesh yalan zechar the sefer is talking that in order to do a process to the kevus in order that the zacher should actually want to have relations with the kevus gemara says my mash but high shkuz of lishon to glue you how do you know that means to be revealed? And the word Shizayna means exposed like a Zayna. And Rashi says, That sounds like the same word of Shizayna. The Gemara now will explain. The Mishnah said that the you could go out Kvulais. We actually said Shizayna, Kvulais, and Kvunais. Shizayna, we already explained that you tie the tail upwards that they could have relations. And here, my Kvulais, what is Kvulais? They tied their tails downwards that the male should not come and have relation with them in order to protect them from becoming pregnant, which would be an issue for some, some farmers wanted them to have children. Some didn't want. So this was the way that they made sure that they would not have relations. Now we know kful means to be tied down, like chavli baza, like to be chained with iron chains. But the Gemara asks, my mashman had kful of a peri who, how do you know it's tied down in order that it shouldn't have peris, that it should be non-productive? The Chesiv says in the Pasuk, ma'or me'ila ashenesatli ochi vayikra Eretz Kvul that it's talking over there, but again, after he built the base of English, and the Melech of Tzor, whose name was Hiram, he helped Shlomo Melech, and therefore Shlomo Melech gave him 22 cities in the Galil, and those cities were good cities because he's giving them present. So, my Eretz Kvul, what does it mean, the Eretz Kvul? There were people there that were very tied and wrapped with silver and gold. So, I'm like, Rav said, 
why would Chiram say, I'm not happy with these cities if they were why would he not be happy with them if they had so much gold and silver? And he said, yeah, it's, it wasn't a good thing. He realized, Chiram realized that since these people that lived there were spoiled and they were pampered, therefore they wouldn't do avoid for their milk, they would be lazy and they wouldn't be able to do any work for the king and he wasn't happy with that. So that's the same idea, that they were non-productive and that's the, a concept that they were tied down with Kesav Azov, but in a bad way that they were non-productive. It was actually a land over there which was like Rashi says, salty or cracked, or some say it was sin. It was almost like quicksand. When you walk there, your foot would sink in until your ankle, or Taisa says, till your thigh. This was a land that your ankle would sink into it, that ankle deep land that doesn't produce any Paris. So therefore, again, it's a Lushan that's not productive land. The Mishnah said that you could go out. My Kavunas, what is this? They used to fasten a coat around the U when it was very young in order to produce milas, which was very good wool, like a, a cashmere type of wool. It was very white. It's not. Se'es, we know, but again, it's Saras, what we had last week. Se'es is Kesem 11, is like the white of the wool. Might have 11, what is that? It's like very clean wool. You had a day old sheep. At that point, the females were much whiter, and therefore they would tie on this beged with, like Rashi's buckles of metal buckles, and therefore would stay on it and would protect the wool that it would stay very white. We said in the Mishnah that goats could go out with their udders tied up. There were two reasons why they tied up udders. Either one reason because you wanted to keep them tight in order that they should stop producing milk and therefore they could become pregnant. The other reason was actually to catch the milk and therefore it wouldn't go to but it wouldn't get lost while it was walking in the street. So those were the two reasons that we said and there was machlekes in the Mishnah. Tanakama said that no matter what they could go out with that. Rabbi Yezi said no matter what they can't go out with it. And Rabbi Yudah said somewhere in between that you could go out when it's very tight because it's not going to fall off. However, it's loose in order to catch the milk. There, you can't go out with it because it might fall off and you might come to carry it in Rosh Rabbim. So, Itma Rav Malach Rabbi Yudah. Rav says, Allah is like Rabbi Yudah. Shmuel Malach Rabbi Yasi. The Allah is like Rabbi Yasi. Some learn this memory of Rav Shmuel. Not that they said specifically Allah Rabbi Yudah, Allah Rabbi Yasi, but they said Rav Muta in order to dry it out and become pregnant. Muta, but if it's to collect the milk, that you know do, which is like Rabbi Yudah. It's the same idea. Also, which is exactly Rabbi Yasi's same idea. Tyson points out if it's the same idea, that some had the Tanayim switched around, that in the Mishnah, instead of Rabbi Yehuda's Shita and Rabbi Yehuda's Shita being what it is, it was actually the opposite. Therefore, Rav and Shmuel want to be clear what their Shita was. And some learned the Shita of Shmuel on this memory that we're going to say in a moment. That's how Rashi learns. Other Bishayim learned this Gemara a little bit different, and it actually would be Rav and Shmuel. However, we're going to learn like Rashi. That goats could go out when their udders are tied up, which is exactly the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. But Meshum Rabbi Yehuda Mbseir Amru, Rabbi Yehuda Mbseir said, this should be the halacha. Who's going to make a girl? Who's going to make a lot? And tell us which goat went out the Yavish, which one went out the Chalim. And therefore, since it's not discernible, therefore we say that they're both Asa. Now, it's not the same reason as Rabbi Yesi who said in the Mishnah that, that they're both Asa, because over here it's more of a Gzera. However, Rabbi Yesi was more of a Halacha that's Asa as, on its own right, because even Yavish, he has a problem, maybe it'll fall off, and maybe he'll actually come to carry it, and therefore he asks no matter in whatever case. However, according to Rabbi Yudim, it potentially could be an Afkamino, I in the 
third Taisus on the Amin. And therefore, this is the memory of Shmuel. And some say it was the name of Rabbi Huda Mishmuel. Halach Rabbi Huda Mishmuel. Halach is like Rabbi Huda Mishmuel. When it comes out, that will be also. He said the name Rabbi Yechanan. Halach is like Tanakam in our Mishnah. That Echad Zeb, Echad Zeb Mutter. It doesn't make a difference if it was Lechaliv or Liavish. A you or a female goat could go out with their others tied up. Zakta Mishnah. Vamayinu Yaitzu. We said Behemoths could go out with certain things, but they can't go out with certain things. So Layetzeh Gomu tells A Gomu can't go out with some sort of a saddle cloth similar to the Madas that we had earlier. Rashi has a different shot, but that's the Rashi shot they likes better. And the reason Rashi says Mishum Shem people maybe it'll fall off from Isla that you might go and carry it in Shusarabim. Layokov Layrogol Bechain Shar Kol Behemoths. You not only go out tied or bound, and we'll see what these mean exactly in the Gemara, as well as all Behemoths have the same din. Layikshuk Malam Zebazeh. You now tie in a row all the gemalim with strings to each other. V'yimshach and then pull the lead camel in order to travel in the street. However, you allow to take all the ropes of all the camels together in your hand. V'yimshach and then you can pull it like that. However, you now let it go and wrap it around your hand or wind it around your hand. That would be a problem. Like we're going to see in the gemara, it has nothing to do with Shabbos even during the week because of a problem of. Shotness. When we said you're not go out with the saddle cloth, it's only when it's tied to its tail only. However, it's tied to the tail and the hump of the gummel, that would be mutter because then it won't fall off and there wouldn't be a problem. Maybe you'll go and carry it in the street. Another way you go out with this saddle cloth if it's tied to the animal's placenta, Rashi says, because in that case, if it would be um, painful to pull it off, therefore it won't be pulled off, and therefore you won't have a problem that maybe you'll carry in the street. The linear, Rashi gives a third shot here, but to tell us, it was actually a soft pillow, you place it under the tail of the animal, so it's some sort of a clee that was there in order to protect the animal that when the packages that was on it, it would actually hurt the animal and therefore would scratch it so you would do this as a protection. What is that? It means it's like the arcade of Yitzchak Ben Avram. We have Avram tied Yitzchak's arm and his legs together in back of him, here also that would, would reveal the Bakam Shkita, here also they would do that in order to make sure the animal wouldn't run away, they would tie the foreleg and the back leg together however, they would move the lower foreleg onto the back, on the upper foreleg and they would tie it together that way so basically we ask the Shaila Akkad, we have a bracelet that says not like Rabbi Huda, it says they tied both hands together or both feet together which is exactly like Rabbi Huda said the Gemara responds, Huda Makai Tan Rabbi Huda was going like this man, Dom, and a tiny will enter Brice. So, Akud is Akidis Yad Regal, which is exactly like Rabbi Huda said, which is tying the full leg and the back leg together. Or the two front legs together and the two back legs together, which is not like Rabbi Huda. Ragish lo Yachub Yad Al Gabi Zroy Viksha. So, Vekimar Vakatali Domi, it's still not similar because Bishlon Rays was safe in Nicha. The Rays is safe exactly like Rabbi Huda said. But Mitsuyasa, where it says, Shtei Dain Vishnei Raglayim, is Kashan Rabbi Huda. El Huda Makai Tan is another Brice that said exactly like Rabbi Huda. We continue with together and then lead it by the front There's no problem. They now let it look like you're going to a marketplace on Shabbos, which is an Isidra Bonan of Mechachamemka, and therefore there's an issue in our case of Marasayan. Shiloh of Marasayan is relevant to a 
Is it Rabbanon? Here it seems that it is. Avamachlis, we said, you'll have to take all of it and put it in your hand. However, you now wrap it, and we said it's a problem of Klayim. Avamachlis, Lashon, when we in Klayim, it's negated to Klayim, and this would be a halacha that would be negated during the week as well. So Klayim Demai, what are we talking about? What type of Klayim? Elam Klayim Demai, if we're talking about that a person is tying himself to a Gomel, that's the Klayim of a man with a Gomel, but there's no problem of a man. It's only a problem of two animals to go and plow together. Klayim de Chavalim, it's talking about of the rope. The climb of Shatnis, Vatanya, we learned to the Bryce, I took of Tikibachas in the Khibra, that Lukhir, if you just tie it around very quickly, that's not a Khibra and that's not a problem of Shatnis. So when it says, we're really talking about climb of Khabal and Shatnis of wool and limb together. They're talking about you can't tie around, not just wrapping it, but if you tie it in a knot where it's now tied together, that would be an issue of climb, and that was why we said we didn't do it. However, wrapping it around your hand very loosely, that would not be an issue as long as you're not tying it. Even though we just said a ladder hold the leash of the gummel, you have to make sure that the leash doesn't come out of your hand, on the bottom of your hand, otherwise it looks like you're just holding a string. They won't realize that it's actually attached to the gummel as a leash. But we learned the Yeshiva Shmuel not one tevach but two tevachim. Since we have one member that says a tevach and the Yeshiva learned tevachim, it says Shmuel He's just coming to tell us that really two tevachim is mutter. However, we make sure make it only a tevach. Like if someone comes to ask you, Rashi's that Bali Malik If someone comes to ask a Shaila, I'm really tevach shloyla hakim yisur in order not to be makel by isu. We at tevachim like isu. However, of course, until you have two of loose um, string or rope that's coming out of your hand, that wouldn't be the actual, it wouldn't look like you're holding it and wouldn't have a problem with Xer that people will think you're carrying on Shabbos. The Gemara turns to Nundala. It seems that you're allowed to have as much rope as you want under your hand, coming out of your hand, as long as it doesn't get to the ground within the tefach of the ground. So the Gemara says, We're not talking about the rope that's coming out of your hand. It's talking about the rope that you're leading the animal with, and that rope that's between you and the animal could dangle down all the way to the ground as long as it's within, not within the tefach to the ground. However, if it's within the tefach to the ground, that would be a problem because it would look like the animal is carrying a masoi and it's not being used as a leash. We continue with the Mishnah. A chamar can't go out with a saddlecloth at a time that's not tied to it from Erev Shabbos. Of course, we're not talking and that's not tied to that at all. Of course, you can't go out with that. It's talking that it's not tied from Erev Shabbos. And Rashi, first Rashi in Gemara says, like we learned in the Gemara earlier. And you now go out with a small bell, even if it's stopped up. Not with a type of a ladder that was on its neck. We'll see what that is later on in the Gemara. And not with a strap on its foot. We'll see in the Gemara. And a chicken can't go out with cords on it. And not with the strings on it. Its feet. And the male goats or sheep can't go out with a um, wagon that was under their tail. We'll see what that has to do with the Gemara. And the ewes can't go out. Again, we'll see in the Gemara. And a calf can't go out with a And a cow can't go out with the hair of a porcupine or a hedgehog that was on it, the skins of it, which will speak why they used to use that in the Gemara, and that with the strap which was between its horns. The cow of Rebbe would go out with this rutua between its horns, which was not 
according to the Chum's will. My time, the Gemara asks, on the first case, with the saddle cloth, which we explained, like we said earlier in the parak, that was on Erev Shabbos, that it wasn't tied on Erev Shabbos, but if it was tied on Erev Shabbos, that wouldn't be a problem. What's the problem of having a bell if it's stuffed off? It's not making any noise. It looks like you're going out to the marketplace because they used to put a bell on it to make it look nicer and therefore people should want to buy it. What is this? Um, ladder it's on its neck. Rav Huna said, Beiloya. It was some sort of a protection that was like a brace that was put on its cheek in order to protect it. So the Gemara asked, Why do you do this? If you have some sort of wound on the Beima, it wouldn't go and bite it or rub against it and therefore further irritate it. This was made for um, animals that were Rashi says that they had short steps and therefore they hit each other, their feet against each other. They made these types of rings on them. And they used to place it on their feet that this way they wouldn't bang uh, their feet against each other and hurt themselves. The Gemara continues with the next case. They would have chickens that each one would have their own chickens. They want to have their own chuten that they tied onto them. This way they have to know which um, t- chickens were theirs and which ones were the neighbors. Chickens would run all over the place. They would tie the chickens' feet together in order that they shouldn't be able to walk with big steps and kick things. Like we know that that's serious, that there's a problem that it would break people's kalim by kicking these stones while they were walking. What were these wagons that were under the males? Their tails were very fat and thick, and therefore they would rub against the street and would get hurt by the rocks. So therefore they would make these uh, these agolim and they would tie it to these wagons and it would roll along with them and therefore they wouldn't hurt their tails. At the time that they would shear off their wool so that you would be cold. So They would take an oil compress and put it on its forehead in order that it should be so cold. Rashi says you're treating this you like is this proper to treat the you so well? He said when it was going to give birth when they were going to give birth then they were in pain and therefore they took these oil compresses and put one on its forehead and one by its womb in order that it should warm it up. You're doing it like my wife, Yalta. That makes sense for a woman when she's giving birth to take good care of her. But for an animal, that doesn't seem right. There is a type of wood that was in overseas. It's called They take splinters or piece of wood for that and place it in the nose and nostril of this animal. It should sneeze. And the worms or things that were in its head would come out and clear its head. So what's the difference between a female or a male? It should be the same thing. The male enough and the males of the animals, the goats bump heads, and therefore, since they hit each other and they fight with each other, therefore, it comes out with male. However, the Nukevites, they don't do that, and that's why you have to do this with this wood. Shim Nazira, Shimon said, Kisma Durisma was used not the, not the Chanun, but the, the, the wood of the Rizma. So the Gemara says, Bishlon Rav Huna, according to Rav Huna, it makes sense how to turn because it was Chanun. This type of wood was called Chanun. According to Rav that just said before, the case of the labor or the case of shearing where they used the oil 
compresses, or the case that we just said, where it was called Kismadurisma, has nothing to do with Chanun. So what's Chanun? You do something that the Lashul Chanun is from, that they had compassion on the animal. What's My eagle Banira, we're talking about a training yoke that they used to place on a young animal, a training yoke, in order to teach it how to have it head bent down and get used to that. So, how do you know it means that it's bent down? Again, that's talking about bending your head. The Gemara continues, We said, you're not allowed to have a cow go out with the skin of the hedgehog over its udders. That we made this in order that it should be this prickly type of skin of the hedgehog, which is similar to a porcupine, that it was on its udders in order that a leech shouldn't connect itself in order to... Um, drink out the milk and therefore it protected it that they wouldn't want to go there because it was so sharp. A cow can't go out with the strap between its horns. Now there's two reasons why you would go out with the strap between your horns. Either to make it beautiful or to protect it to actually pull it by at which is uh, to use your because we learned before that a part doesn't need anyone to pull it it, it follows the leader and it goes according to your command so the Gemara says either Rav if it's according to Rav Balin or Balin Shama it doesn't make a difference either one would be also because Rav was of the opinion earlier in the Mesechta that to use your is a mastery and therefore would be also but Yilashmuel then Lenoi also the admission only means if you did it for beautification but Lashama Mutter but if it's in order to pull it then it will be Mutter like Shmuel learned like Hanani before that to use your is not a problem. The Gemara continues. Parashu Ablaz Ben Zayah. The Parashu Ablaz Ben Zayah said it went out with this strap between its um, horns and the Chacham were not happy. Gemara says he only had one. It says Parashu Ablaz Ben Zayah. It seems singular. But Amr Rav, Amr La, Amr Rabbi Yudam Rav. Trace the Alpha Igle have Maisa Ablaz Ben Zayah. Every every year Ablaz Ben Zayah would take off twelve thousand calves from his Ada in every year, and therefore he had 120,000 calves every year. It wasn't his, it was of his neighbors. Since he wasn't against his disregard for the Shabbos, therefore it was called his para, and he was the one that was was found at fault by the Chacham, the Chacham weren't happy with him. And now the Gemara, based on the fact that we found fault around Blazim and Isaiah by not being Meicha against his neighbor, we continue with similar Gemaras. Rab Reb Chanina, Rab Yechon, Reb Chaviv Masu. These four Amorayim said as follows. Now, B'kul is Seydamayid, in all of Seydamayid, which we are in right now, which is Mesech Shabbos, which is Moyed, Kol Kaizuga, anytime you have these four people, Chalufa Rabbi Yechon, they switched out Rabbi Yechon, Umayel Rabbi Yechon, they put in Rabbi Yechon. But in any case, they said, Kol Mishav Shalush, someone could have an effect on the people in the house, and he doesn't protest properly, he will be punished because of his family. If he could have an effect on people of the city, then he'll be punished because of them. If he could have an effect on the entire world and could protest, you have responsibility to others. The people of the house of they're also going to be held responsible and punished for the entire world. Like Rabbi Hanina said, through Mishpah, through judgment, im through the Zikanim of his nation and his princes. Im Sarmchatu, if the Sarm did Avera, and we turn to Nunheim and Aleph, Zikanim Achatu, what did the Sanhedrin do wrong? That the reason why the Zikanim, the Sanhedrin, are going to be responsible and to be punished because they weren't Meicha on the princes properly. And we'll stop over here.